Events for Breakfast, your go-to guide for advice, top tips and events industry insights. My podcast is delivered in bite-sized chunks to help you digest information and expand your events expertise. Hello my absolutely favourite people in the world, how on earth are we all doing? Welcome to this week's episode of the Events for Breakfast podcast, I am your podcast host Kelly Frew. Now for this week's episode I have got such an amazing topic to talk about, it is very very close to my heart and that is business tourism and incentive travel. Yes, it's coming back. (laughs) Finally, it's been such a long time, but it is starting to slowly come back. And I've been in a very fortunate position where I have worked in incentive travel and in business tourism, and they are such great areas to work in. If you're lucky enough to work in these areas, you'll know exactly what I mean. And if you're interested in working in these areas or even just find out more about it, then this is absolutely the episode for you. Now, I have a guest that knows her stuff in this area today, and that is Laura Wilson. And Laura is the president of SITE Scotland, and SITE stands for Society of Incentive Travel Excellence. And they do a great job in bringing incentive travel professionals together. They support and educate people, and they just make sure that they're all supported. And it is wonderful. So you might want a pen and paper for this episode. If you are interested, you might want to take some notes. Enjoy the episode and I will catch up with you at the end. Laura, welcome to the podcast. It's so lovely to have you on today. No, thank you. No, it's great to have you here. Now, I want the listeners to get to know a little bit about you before we get cracking onto the sort of interview side of things. And what I'd like to do is just find out about you and how you got yourself involved in the events industry, please. I think I have to say, I am, I am, I hate to say it, but I am very much like other people and I fell into the industry very much so. Um, So I, when I did my university degree, it was nothing to do with, with tourism at all or and it, it wasn't really anything that was on my radar at the time yeah. and then uh, after I graduated there was a historic Scotland now historic environment Scotland a uh, role for um, a wedding coordinator and, and a corporate events coordinator as anybody would you'd apply for a wedding at that stage because that's the only thing you really understand what yeah. it is and um, and so I actually I discovered that I actually much much prefer business tourism and yeah. I just find that a lot more um, it's probably because it's a bit more structured I like I can trace it and, and it's easier to follow for me anyway but yes I've, and after that I just that was it I fell in love with the industry and work got to see fabulous things and got to do lots of things um, and meet people and it's just totally ties in with my my sort of character I really really love it yeah I can see that I can see your bubbly character coming over on screen and um, you know why is it why you, you touched on a couple of things there about the people side of things and the variety and things but why why business tourism why events what attracted you the most and still does to this day? Um, I think at the beginning it was to do with I think I was a, a bit in awe of all the things that we could do in events because it wasn't yeah. that's it's never a role that is discussed well what at university level um, and so you don't really know it is a, a role that is available when you when you do graduate and so working for Historic Scotland I've got to um, have a look after um, the Robert Burns Dinner that we do every year um, which was obviously fabulous to see and fabulous to attend and um, I looked after events in Edinburgh Castle, Inverness, um, up in Urquhart Castle, uh, Linlithgow Palace. Like we looked after lots of different amazing things that I 
never experienced before and that was it that was me I uh, totally fell in love with it from there and um, and then luckily I got to spend time working within Edinburgh Castle where I worked for the caterers as well so I looked after events on site and on property and um, and it just the like it's the whole scene of it is just amazing because I think you get to meet people from all different walks of life that you never normally meet and yeah. um, and you also have the the experience of actually the event on site as so you have that rapport with the chef and like and your waiting staff and things like that it's just a really lovely environment I think fast-paced but yeah. really nice and that uh, was it I was done after that <laughs> well to be fair I mean where you live and you just rolled off reeled off some of the really nice locations and venues up there as well you are spoiled up there aren't you I'm yes, saying up there because I am very down south as, as a lot of the <laughs> listeners know I'm down in Cornwall Europe in Scotland um so yeah you've got some lovely locations you've got some lovely venues so I can see why you was attracted definitely into that sort of world because it is a wonderful place up in Scotland where you are <laughs> now um you are president of a wonderful society I wondered if you could tell us a, bit, a little bit more about it it, please mm-hmm. sure um so i'm currently 2020, 2021 um, chapter site president for site scotland which is a society of incentive travel excellence and um and so that's a global organization it's um based in chicago and there's chapters all over the world and um and at the moment i think there's like two, over 2500 members um and and throughout the globe and we do all work together as chapter leaders as we call ourselves um members on the board it's called the chapter leader we work together so we get it's great to hear hear about for the global perspective it's great to hear about um what what each country's doing what the differences are in business especially during this time we've had monthly meetings and we've yeah. um and you've had the ranging from people from who have come fully out of COVID and are dancing together and masks are free or gone and things to normally us at that point sitting there going we're not we're still in lockdown and yeah. so it's been really interesting to see what the global movement is in sight being chapter president has allowed that from a chapter level um we've we're at our peak had 90 members and we're currently sitting about 55 and which is great so we um, especially after the the, how much the pandemic affected our industry and we're such a nice little community we all work together we all um, at the moment we have a whatsapp group and um we uh, we talk to each other about different at, at the moment cop inquiries that are coming yeah. in still and um, and different inquiries that need help if they can't look after it then they'll prefer it to somebody else and we do really work together really closely and it's really just sort of the, the chapter helps bring everybody together and so usually we have um we have events like throughout the year we have our christmas ball in um on the 10th of december at old course hotel and um, and we had a really lovely event in july which was our first in-person event which um was at cairns farm which is just outside edinburgh it's a really lovely new property and uh, it's just uh, like again it's a really lovely thing for all of us to work together outside of our work hours because again we're volunteers we've got our own jobs on top yeah. of that and um, to help run events for people, bring everybody together, provide education from Site Global to our members, bring in speakers, really just sort of collaborating together as much as we can. Um, and because uh, Scotland isn't that big, and yeah. um, and so we do all know each other, and um, and it's been really good for people that I think, especially over the past eighteen months, the community aspect has been really really important to a lot of people. Yeah, absolutely. Couldn't agree more. That community is so important right now and um, was throughout the pandemic and still is. Now, I'm just going to take a step back because I've just realised we've not really covered business um, tourism or incentive travel on the podcast yet. So I'm wondering, some of my listeners are fairly new to the industry. So I wondered if we could just take a step back and just explain what is business tourism and incentive travel? What does that mean to students that might be listening right Mm -hmm. now? 
So business tourism is really just, it's it's not you and me traveling, we're leisure travelers. Yeah. Um, and um, so business tourism is more just like organizations that organize trips. So it can be, for example, it could be corporate clients who um, who have incentive groups. So they, what they do is they incentivize their, um, their sales managers, their all these different types of organization uh, titles, sorry. And so for example, I'm business development manager. If I worked for a corporate client and um, say it was a farm, a pharmacological society or something like that, a pharma client, then um, I would have targets, sales targets. And so if I reach and go way past um, the limits, the targets that we put there, then um, from there you win a, a trip to somewhere in the world and so that is your that's why it's called incentive because you're you're they're incentivized to reach their targets exceed their targets to win this fabulous trip and so really it's, it's incentive is very five star beautiful venues beautiful destinations all these fun activities that you get to immerse yourself in the destination and in um, beautiful ven uh, venues for dinner it's all very lovely chauffeur driven and it's it's, it's a total treat for those who have won the um the uh, incentive trip their, their space on the trip and sometimes they, you are allowed to bring partners sometimes you, it's just it's really just a, a group of people who are from the company um, and Edinburgh is um, and Scotland um, are, is, is so well known um, and so a lot of people come into Edinburgh they'll spend a couple of days and, and this is pre-pandemic so it might change yeah. uh, they'll spend a couple of days in Edinburgh experience a city life and then they'll go up outside of the city to experience country so they might go to Glen Eagles for example and um, and do shooting and or go and hair ducks and or yeah. go and ride the ponies or whatever they like they think they, they, they want to experience there usually is a night where there's a gala dinner and they get to try out kilts and they get to experience a Kaylee and it's really just immersing themselves in the in the whole country um, and that really was what incentive travel is, was at the beginning. It has evolved, just like all tourism. Yeah. It's much more looking at how we can look, how we can give back to the, the areas that the incentive trips are being taken to. So, if we're looking at Edinburgh, for example, is there a way that we can use um, a charitable section of that, and uh, um, or they can give back in some way to to the the this the, the destination, um, or if they use suppliers that do that on their behalf. Um, for example, there's an organization called Invisible Cities, um, yeah. and they they run um, tours with people who were homeless and now have been trained, and they, they they tell you about their city, and it's great because that's just giving something back. So that's it's, it's great to know that's evolving. But yeah, that's the basic of what incentive travel is. So it's really just a treat for the people who've worked really really hard and deserve it, and it can be anywhere throughout the world. Um, so when you are bidding for that, so as a, as a destination, as a destination management company, you would um, we have so many in Scotland, a huge amount. Um, so say we have one of them who is bidding for a, a group, an incentive group. They might be looking at us and might be looking at Dublin, and yeah. um, and then they'll put we'll we'll put forward our bid. So we'll Dublin, and then we'll see um, what they'll look at that compare and come back to us and then hopefully from there we can take it um, get them to the point of site inspections and coming to see and experience what the, their um, attendees would experience. Brilliant that was such a, a great description thank you and I'm, I'm going to come back to what what consists of a really great incentive sort of trip in a moment but I just want to think of it from a, a sort of tourism perspective and an economy perspective for sort of Scotland so obviously um, it's it, how how much of an impact does incentive travel and business tourism have on the Scottish economy? Is it is it big? It's, it's, yeah, it's a huge amount. It's one of those things that we've been trying as a, as every country has to try and um, 
pull together those figures. It's very, yeah. very difficult to pull together those figures. But um, and like moving, for example, from my career of moving from the castle, Edward Castle, to hotels, where I worked a lot more within the incentive business, um, I was actually quite shocked how much business was brought to the four hotels that I looked after. Yeah. Because um, there's there is incentive in, in within Scotland is a huge, huge business, and if um, and affects every single one of our fifty five members um, and more who um, should hopefully come back to us um, at some point when they can. Um, but yeah, so I think there's no exact figure that I. I know of but uh, there is a huge impact within um within especially certain destinations in scotland that are, are a bit stronger in centers than others yeah. um, and we are trying to promote the different packages throughout but for example edinburgh is obviously an easy place to fly into it's a city destination it's the capital city um, and hotels in edinburgh are normally really really busy with a huge amount of incentive business um, so business tourism is is key is and uh, at the moment they're i think they're trying to just suss out how to um, look at the economic impact or how to bring like what costs have been brought in and how the, the figures are hopefully at some point going to to arise <laughs> yeah absolutely and I think um you're in you're in such a good position in terms of if, if we forget the pandemic for uh, for a moment and just think about our international sort of corporate Part, um, colleagues around the world and you know they when if you're thinking about coming to the UK and you want to send a group of people to on an incentive travel trip then you are going to want them to come to Scotland aren't you you know that's that's one of those areas that you just know that you people are going to want to visit so that's 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 really key isn't it and that you we can understand the sort of impact it must be having on the economy the fact that all those international travelers can't quite come in as much and that business travel can't quite come in as much slowly coming back We'll touch on that more in a moment, but let's come back to what an incentive travel trip looks like. Now, you talk about the fact that you are you are striving for excellence within incentive travel and business tourism. Yes. So what does a really good incentive travel trip look like? I would um, have to say, so you'd have um, an experienced destination management company as your key sort yeah. of event organiser in, in, in Scotland. Um, so you would have one of them who, who and again, they... Uh, they strive for excellence they, they have been in industry for a very long time they've looked after many different types of groups and different sizes and look and know the suppliers will have good relationships with their suppliers they can really bring you the best of the best for their destination because they know it inside and out yeah and um and actually over our whatsapp group first site scotland we do ask questions we go direct to them and, and ask them a lot of questions because they know so many people throughout scotland and um, so really that would be your main start because they yeah. will ensure that everything goes to it like the way it should and um and then from there it's really just looking at your your hotels your accommodation which is available if you need to split the group if the group's a bit too big or not and um, or if it's all in one place if it's an exclusive hire like some um places like down Hoy, for example you can hire exclusively and um, the sheraton grand sometimes do that as well uh, so there is different hotels that can be really made very exclusive um, and then from there, obviously, you have your your time to experience. So, for example, if it is Edinburgh, um, then you or Glasgow, but it's a bit different. Um, you can get to experience the city. So you would have a really really nice sort of you you could go outside the city um, and experience like Winton Castle, for example, one of those state state houses that have outside um, activities that you can do like Highland Games. So they get to immerse themselves in that. They can do whiskey tastings inside. They can do gin tastings, um, and really just sort of learn more about what Scotland is. And everybody. To be honest, everybody loves that. They really yeah. do, they, and they do um, love to get dressed up 
in kilts and really yeah. just sort of in, get immerse themselves in Scotland. And it's good that we have such an iconic identity as well yes. that we can tie into. Um, and then from there, uh, you would have um, back to the hotel, you could have a look at Edinburgh. Um, if sometimes sometimes a shopping time, you need a bit of shopping time. Oh, yeah. Um, so, yes, yeah, so a shopping time in there. And, um, and again, a DMC can set up really how, if you wanted a private shopping time, so they could do that exclusively in Harvey Nichols or somewhere like that. If they don't, you just give them time and they get to experience and walk about the city um, as themselves. Um, and then from there, there's all, there's usually a gala dinner reception where we get yeah. all, all, all the gentlemen dressed up in kilts and the ladies get to wear their dresses and have sashes on and, um, and Kaylee dancing if they want that that they can have and we can obviously have modern Kayleigh's and, and, and traditional it doesn't have to be too traditional if they don't want it to be if they want it to be a bit more sort of representative of what where we are now um, and and it'd be again a really high-end venue so it could be in Castle Britannia um, it can be Signet Library lots of different places um, that are, are available throughout um, this, like that, throughout Edinburgh and so then and then from there they normally come back have a um a wee day to the, um, go to bed and then the next again morning they would have breakfast together and they go off on usually either to an outside area of um edinburgh for example so again like it, it could be an activity they're going to en route to um to their next country destination yeah. um, and then they go off to a country destination and um and again there's activities there's normally lovely dinners and afternoon teas and things and um and there it's really just dependent on what they want for their clients because yeah. that's that's that that's the sort of model that's been the traditional model, but um, it is a, it's a changing and adapting now a lot more than it did previously uh, to tie in a lot with corporate responsibility and to tie in more with um, really what they, they think they want to do. Because yeah. sometimes it, it depends how much they want to immerse themselves in um, the, the destination. Um, yeah. yeah, that's the sort of traditional like, um, idea of, of what an incentive trip is. Absolutely, you brought it to life wonderfully there, wonderfully. I, I was seeing everybody all dressed up and the kilts <laughs> and the bagpipers and everything, and it is, that's that traditional Scottish experience that everybody mm. wants. And like you say, there's a mixture, isn't there, of downtime, activities, gala yes. dinners, networking, all of that, everything all, all sort of rolled into one, which, which makes it. And the DMC is obviously very key to help yes. support, which is, is, is really good. Now, you touched on there that you, you mentioned the fact that it is evolving. Um, and yes, we are slowly coming out of a pandemic. So I wondered if, uh, if, if you're noticing and your members are noticing any key trends that are coming out post-pandemic. It's hard to say post-pandemic because we're not quite there yet, but post, you know, coming back into the physical life and, the, and being able to come together again. Um, is all how is how is it evolving? I think I have to say that there's been a huge impact. Obviously, we've got COP26 taking place right now, yeah. uh, and even before that, with the lead up to COP26, and we all we all knew in the industry that we, that, that was that we had to evolve and stop being so wasteful, and, yeah. and really look at how we um, our, our own circular economy and how and how we were looking after um, the client um, and their sort of corporate responsibility as well as our own. Um, so it's really just making it, it that sort of as with everything with the pandemic has been really pushed forward and yeah. made given us time to think about that and with COP26 being here. Um, so when it comes to things like, for example, um, our vice president, who's, who's incoming president, Sarah Jane, she works for Little Chauffeurs. Yeah. And um, and she is, um, like they have they have changed a lot with like, um, obviously you normally go and have a lovely bottle of water sitting there and it's all recycled material now. And um, they also have a lot more that they've done um, with their cars as well. So it's every, members sort of is, is doing their own little bits of change 
um, when it comes to um, our, our own social sustainability and um, and really tying in with um, sort of UN goals. So um, the UN goals, uh, 25 UN goals put forward in 2015, um, that's actually the basis of um, Visit Scotland's Journey to Change marketing yeah. campaign. And that then filters down to us. And, it, and it's the same from Site Global. We are currently applying for a Site Sustainability Chapter Award. It's a nice. year long application um, and um, and again site have based that on the 25 un sustainability goals so we we have tied in with that and showcased how we tie in with that so show, showing that as a chapter that ties in again with our members and members are doing exactly the same with their own as much as they can within their own area um, so every little bit helps and so yeah. we, we actually launched during cop 26 we've just launched our site's got small steps um, hashtag because we do do we all do our own little bit as much as yeah. we can yeah I know I completely agree and the timing of this is wonderful now a, a podcast could be at any point but right now as we're talking like you say um as we are recording right now um COP26 is happening in Glasgow so yeah we are in November 2021 at the moment but someone might be listening to this in the future and that might be very yes. old news <laughs> some of these practices might already be there mightn't they mm-hmm. um I wonder I've got a couple more questions just to sort of wrap up but I, I wonder again as we've as we're looking to the future you and your members are looking to the future what do you see are the main challenges for incentive travel going forward um i think really just uh, like with any business tourism uh, business travel sorry i think that it is just a case of building that confidence back yeah and actually figuring out a way of how do we how do we travel responsibly as yeah. well uh, and uh, and and dmcs are very um, on board and very aware with that so the um that, that's something that we are already like helping to show how that would happen how, and given uh, ideas of how of um which, which way we could they could fly or, or how they could offset their carbon emissions things yeah. like that um so yeah i think it's uh it's um, oh, sorry i totally lost it there it's all right <laughs> what was the question again so the question let's start that again so if, if we just continue to think about post-pandemic and um, the sort of future, I, I'm really interested to understand what you and your members might think are the main challenges going forward. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, so um, I think the main challenges, yes, would be um, entry as well as, um, which will evolve over time. Yeah. It, it, it will. Um, and I think it's it's entry, it's also just really confidence in travelling. Yeah. Um, uh, the, good, the good news is that we know there's groups coming in um, fairly soon uh, and uh, and uh, DMCs have groups that are coming in they are smaller groups than than before and um, and that could just be due to COVID restrictions it could be down to the clients actually losing some people because of confidence yeah. um, and North America the main area for Scotland sort of clients for Scotland were um, North America yeah. which is obviously now that's that's impacted travel has been impacted on that um, as well as European countries the good news is that European countries we can tap into again quite quickly yeah um, and and we have really close links with france and germany spain and and so we do have get a lot of, of, of incentive groups from these countries so that is evolving um and i think confidence will come back once people do get back to traveling um, and yeah. i was in switzerland two weeks ago and and that was my first work trip since um i think imx america in 2019 wow. uh, which is november uh, i think of that year and um and, and i was nervous and yeah. so if I'm nervous for somebody who actually travels all, like usually all the time and the people who don't travel all the time might be a bit concerned. Um, I, I don't think um, 
I think that confidence will come back. I think a yeah. lot of people will get to the point they want to travel, especially if you've won something, you've gone out your way, you've achieved these targets, you've really won a five-star, all-inclusive, nothing needs to be paid um, trip for you and your partner to Scotland. I think it'd be hard to say no to that unless you had some something, some other reason for that, um, such as underlying health things, which is totally understandable. Um, but yeah, I think that's the other main hurdles at the moment is really just getting the confidence back. 2022 is going to be really, really busy. Yes. Um, everything is really, really backed up within Scotland. Um, and But the good news is, is that we'll still get a lot more inquiries that we can, we'll be able to look after as well and yeah. aim it to showcase, showcase our lovely little country. But I think, yeah, yeah I don't think, hopefully things are coming back and, and I know there's groups coming in. So that's a positive note in itself compared to where we were last year. It really is, isn't it? And like you say, as as we are, tra- we do travel, don't we? We are lucky within our roles that we travel. And like you, mm-hmm. I'm going on my first sort of business trip very shortly in about two weeks' time. And I, same as you, I'm a little bit nervous. So I think once we've done it and we've we've seen it, and then other people around us are doing it, and I'm a lot of my events professional sort of colleagues are starting to do it too. And I think now that's starting to happen, mm-hmm. confidence will build, and then naturally it will just start to come back into everyday world, won't it? it would just become more natural again and like you say if if somebody is going to be winning a five-star experience then unless they've got a real valid reason why they can't go then I'm sure that they'll want to go so that the the desire will be there and just to finish off then and wrap up wrap wrap up um if any of my um sort of listeners who might be events professionals are thinking oh do you know what this is such a great area to get involved in and you know I've I have run some incentive travel super seller trips and incentive travel trips before in my time and they are super exciting to get involved Mm -hmm. in and it is a great area to work in um what sort of top tips would you give people to think about how to start a career within this sort of area Oh, well, I'd have to plug our own little chapter, wouldn't I? Yes. <laughs> and I'm not just saying that, I'm not just saying that. I actually, um, we, as a chapter, we go around local universities and and, and do presentations to, to sort of talk about what we do. Uh, and really the chapter is great because you get to meet everybody and you um, all the key players. That, yeah. and, and, um, and it doesn't have to be, say, you were based in, uh, there's a site GB. There's um so that there is a chapter that's um, England based. Yeah. Um, there's obviously Ireland. There's ch- chapters all over the place, and you can join more than one chapter. So you could be living in in, in England, for example. Um, so we have Fiona from IHG Hotels. She's based down um and, and actually is on the board for Site GB, but she is a member of Site Scotland as well because right. she represents hotels in Scotland. So we do work together quite a lot. But I, I have to say, um, from my personal experience with um with Site was was um, it helped move my move my sort of clients into friends and and we do we all work together really closely and if there's anybody who is looking for education or a bit further information then that's we can help with that as well so it really just sort of points you in the right direction and gives you and I think it would help give you an idea if you weren't sure if you're new to business tourism which area of business tourism you'd like to go into as well so some people might think they want to do marketing when really they might they are actually they're better at they could be better at uh, sales you know, some people want to be in operations. It just gives you an idea, and if, and it's a great entry point, I think, for that. Um, so uh, yeah, and after that, I would say, really, just get out there. There's so many. I'm, I am an absolute awe, I have to say, of university students now and um, and school students and, and those in further education because they they do so much more than I ever would have considered doing at that age. To be honest, they're they're yeah. out there. They're really um, they're setting up their own organisations or their own groups that are like to help um, their fellow students get into get into the 
areas of business they want to. They're connecting with people in the industry. So I think I'm, I think that's amazing. So just continue okay. doing that. Yeah. Really just get out there and speak to everybody and 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 being so sort of proactive. Um, I just think it's amazing and and so I can't be the only one that thinks along those lines <laughs> yeah no I completely agree yeah they, they use a, use their initiative well don't they the um, mm. students of today and networking is absolutely key on that Laura mm. this is this has been wonderful I'm wondering um have is there a website that we can send people to to find out more about the chapter and and the society and any, everything that you guys do yeah, so there is, um, we have, um, uh, I'll send you to Site Global, so yes. it's siteglobal.com, and, and in there, there's a chapter area where you can go and see the different chapters, and our website sits within there. So it just gives you a better idea of what we do um, in incentive um, tourism, as well as um, gives us a better idea of, shows you exactly who's on the board, what events we've ran, we've got videos in there, and um, photos as well, and contact details, so if you ever want to get in contact, then you know the right person to get in contact with, and we're always happy to speak to anybody. Brilliant. That's really good to hear. And hopefully there'll be lots of people getting in touch now. Laura, thanks for your time today. It's been super, super interesting. And um, I've learned a lot from you. So thanks. <laughs> Perfect. Thank you. Wow. I've such got the fire in my belly back again for the incentive travel industry. Laura, that was an absolute delight. Thank you so much for your time and for sharing all of your expertise with our listeners. If you enjoyed the episode today, then please do feel free to reach out to Laura. She will be very, very happy to hear from you, as will I. So if you do want to get in touch with me, you will find me on all of my socials at Kelly Frew and on my website, storymakerevents.com. Please do join the Events for Breakfast community. We are on the socials, we're on LinkedIn, we are on Twitter and we are on Instagram. So come and join us and I'd love to hear all your comments. Don't forget, give us that five-star rating on your podcast provider because it helps other people find us and ensure that you subscribe to the podcast so it drops into your device every week without even having to search for us. Really hope you've enjoyed this week's episode. We'll be back next week for more. Take care of yourselves. Bye for now.